You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You're running around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me tonight are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? And what we decided to talk about tonight is some of the many questions that we've gotten both from our students in our dog training classes, people that email us, that listen to the podcast, and that have come up in other situations where we've just talked to dog owners. There's a lot of questions that seem to pop up on a regular basis, so we thought we would talk about some of those. And there's something for everybody. Adult dogs, puppies, litter baits, dogs eating grass, and all that kind of stuff. So we'll have some fun tonight and touch on a whole bunch of stuff. So hang on, take a listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. We all love our pets, and when disaster strikes, we want to make sure they are safe. In an emergency situation, you have to be your pet's voice and have the correct information at hand for emergency personnel if your pet ever needs their help. The Pet Alert Emergency Information System was designed with and approved by firefighters as well as police to make sure that your pet is protected in case of an emergency. With it, you will have all the tools you need in order to keep your pet safe. The Pet Alert Emergency Information System is literally a lifeline to safety for your pet that provides all the right information in all the right places. Whether you experience a house fire, auto accident, medical emergency, natural or man-made disaster, don't let your pet be a victim. You need to be prepared. You are your pet's advocate, so don't let them down. Safeguard their lives with the Pet Alert Emergency Information System. Get yours today by visiting PetAlert.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I guess the first one that we hear about a lot in our when you get calls, Kate, about our puppy classes is people getting puppies at six weeks of age and they seem shocked when we say that's not a good idea i just met the most wonderful breeder recommended by my friends and she's she's got puppies and they're six months and she says the six, six weeks, weeks sorry six weeks and she says i could get one should i get one no <laughs> like, she may be a wonderful breeder but the fact that she's willing to let her puppies go at six weeks is right there a big red flag right right <gasps> really I guess the thinking goes that if the puppy is weaned, 
then it's, the puppy's ready to go. And that's not true. Mom has so much more to teach him. And his litter mates have more to teach him. Well, you know, and I think some people are just, after six weeks, they're just done. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of those breeders or backyard breeders, or who you want to call them, I think just get, they're finished. And let's just get the puppies out of here and go. But isn't, I do not recall, state of California, there's minimum eight weeks. Yes, it is actually against the law to sell a puppy younger than eight weeks of age. Mm -hmm. Now, if they want to give the puppy away by the letter of the law, they could probably get past that. Right, right. It does say sell the puppy. But that means whether it's a legitimate breeder or, which would not happen at six weeks, but a backyard breeder, somebody with puppies in a box outside of the grocery store, Mm -hmm. if you give them a dime, that's selling the puppy. And it's illegal in California. I don't know what the laws in other states are. Yeah, I don't either. But it's just, know. it's not good for the puppy. Yeah. And then, therefore, the owner in the long term, because you have more to deal with with a puppy that hasn't learned stuff from mother and siblings like it should. And one of the biggest is bite inhibition. Yeah. When puppies are playing with each other, and, and actually, this is not, it's a kitty cat world, it's a doggy dog <laughs> world. But I've been fostering kittens this year, different litters of kittens, and it's amazing how much I see correlates. Yeah. Kittens playing with each other, wrestling and biting each other, and I hear a growl, and one has bit the other too hard. Mm -hmm. And they teach each other, and it's just the same thing with puppies. So last night was puppy play here at Kindred Spirits, and how many puppies? Sixteen. Sixteen puppies. From a little bitty tiny terrier to a great... Great big Great Dane. Great Dane puppy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and everything in between. Awesome. And actually the terrier was the social lubricant for most of the play going he was, on. He was the Walmart He's reader. Awesome. He is so good. <laughs> But there was a dog, it was their first time here at play, and uh, uh, about 10, 10 weeks old, 11 weeks, and had been taken away young, and was totally freaked out by all of these puppies all of a sudden. Yes. And one other puppy, and she's uh, about 12, 13 weeks, had taken a shine to this puppy. So she would stay with that puppy and console it and lick it and play with it a little bit, then go off and play with some others and have some fun and come back. Finally settled down to with this shy, worried puppy to have a nice chew fest. Oh. <laughs> well, the bigger, older one already has good bite inhibition. She'd mm-hmm. been playing with the other dogs and no problem. Uh, big, huge mouth, but none of the other puppies were squeaking. There was great chew. So she's playing with the shy one, and the shy one is biting hard. She does not know. She's having a great time, but I watched the older, bigger one squeaking. She'd squeak, and if the shy one didn't back off, she'd use her two back feet and kick her off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good. She was doing Very a great good. job. She was. Do- I started good. watching that the other puppy, however consciously, mm-hmm. started moderating her biting. Mm-hmm. And it was lovely to see that. Now, that is that is pretty unusual to see a dog with that much recognition at that age yes. teach another one that yes. way. But littermates do it instinctively. Right. When they're in the litter together. And mom will teach them. Yeah. If yeah, they take exactly. those needle-sharp baby teeth and bite her lip or her paw or her tail, mama will growl and knock them over and basically say, that's enough. So, so often when a puppy is biting hard, the other puppy will get mad. Yes. 
And this puppy is actually a, it's a cane corsa mix. Yeah. She wasn't getting mad. She was just squeaking and teaching or kicking the other one off if needed, but then inviting her back to play uh-huh. and deliberately teaching. Yes. I was really impressed. It was yeah, very nice. That was very good. So, six week puppies? No. In fact, if I have any choice at all, I don't bring home a puppy before nine and a half to ten weeks. That's my preference. I think the longer they spend with mom up to that point, the better. Then, of course, after 10 weeks, they need to join your household and start real world socialization and so forth. But uh, six weeks is way too young. Then on the other hand are the people that call and say, my puppy has just gotten its final rabies. It's uh, five months old and we're ready for puppy class. Yeah. And I have to explain to them, no, they're now too old for puppy class, but they can come to basic. Yes. Do you remember the one lady that just wailed over the phone and she went, but it's not his fault. It's like, I understand. But his level of development now is to the point that he's past baby puppy class. Right. So if you can find a puppy class, do it. Yeah, you should not take your puppy everywhere. No. And have them exposed to dogs you don't know. You don't know if they're vaccinated, all the above. But a puppy class where the other puppies are screened, go for it. Well, make sure whoever you go to does, does require screen. vaccinations. Yeah. yeah. It's important. Because we are so, we're critical about it. And if there's one set, we turn them away. Yeah. They know we have to. Vaccinations are important. And there are still a few vets in the area that we haven't gotten through to yet that still say, do not take your puppy outside of the house until they're over four months of age. Oh, yeah. and we see so many issues with those poor puppies. Yeah. yeah. Behavioral yeah. issues. Yep. So don't take them everywhere, but do take them to safe places. Right. Yes. All right. Second question that goes along with the puppies. Why can't I get litter mates? <laughs> Won't they keep each other company? And the breeder's giving me a special bargain if I buy two. Oh, right. my gosh. Have we heard that so many times? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Talk or, about or it. Or what, they go there with the kids. Uh, and attention we got one for each child. Yeah, we went, we went to get one. But they were so cute, and little Tommy wanted one, too, so we got one for Susie and Tommy. Or Each people, have their own dogs. People who should know better, they're a couple that was retired. So these are grown-ups that have now retired, and they got litter mates, one for each of them. And, you know, then a handful. There's still a handful. Oh, I know who you're talking oh, about. <laughs> yes. I they're, what, two about. years old and still a handful, right? And... <laughs> Large dogs, and they Extremely actually put large. the guy in the emergency, or put him in, in ICU. Yeah. With a brain injury. Yeah. yeah. Pulled him down onto the concrete. Yeah. yeah. So, so. Uh, yeah, they say now, oh gosh, we wish we had talked to you first. But, you know, we each wanted one. No, no, you've been married for years. You can share a dog. <laughs> or get one. For a little while. When he's grown up and well trained, get a second and one. three years old or yep. four years old, yep. then get a second one. And that well trained older one will help you teach the new one. Exactly. One of our returning students did do that. She said, I can't believe how much easier it has been to raise this puppy. Yes. She mm-hmm. says, In essence, I listened to you and waited and trained my first dog well. He's now helping to train the other one. Yes. And she says, it's much more fun having a puppy when I have a trained dog in the house to help. I'm like, yes. Or, so let's talk about the issues. Well, okay, one thing, because this occurred by through my daughter's friend, getting a puppy if you're in that nesting phase, oh. if you're pregnant. <laughs> Uh, no. Hormones. Oh, 
Uh, Hormones. Don't give in to that. They went for one puppy, went back and got the sister. First of all, the idea of getting a puppy when you're pregnant, it must be the nesting (laughs) hormones. And then somebody said to me, but this way the baby and the puppy can grow up together. No. (laughs) Yeah, no. And mom is going to be dealing with a brand new baby and a puppy. And you know who's going to get thrown out in the backyard is the puppy. Well, we get people here that are in that situation. Yeah. You know, either about to give birth and they come decide to come to class real quick to get obedience, or the ones who do have a puppy and a baby. Yeah. It's a handful. And you see and the poor mom handful. is exhausted. It's a handful. She's just like, I can't hold on to the leash and the stroller at the same time yeah. when this puppy's all over the place. Yeah, you got a problem. This yeah. is true. But don't get two to keep those two occupied while you're <laughs> you have a baby. Not a good idea. I want a dog in my life so I can have my foreign exchange student from the land of dog. <laughs> Who wants to interact with me? And I want to see the world through their eyes as well. You get two puppies, same age. They're going to bond to each other. They're already bonded. Yeah. They'll just get stronger and continue. It's true. And let's face it, one of them is going to be emotionally stunted. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's always one who is the leader or the more personable yes. or the more, I don't want to say dominant because that's been overused, but out in front. Out. Yeah. More outgoing. Yeah. And then the other one becomes more retiring, more submissive, mm-hmm. more we see that a lot. fearful. Weird, weird oh, analogy. Oh, weird analogy no. coming. Woo, woo, woo. Okay. And so you, every good gardener, you know, you put a couple of seeds in a pot, but then you have to come along and call. Because yep. if you let them grow in the same pot and there's not enough room for one to fully mature. Yep. They'll all be stunted. They'll all be stunted or one will outshade the other, outgrow the other, Mm -hmm. and the other one will never achieve full potential either. Right. Right. So that kind of competition, whether it's for our attention or for dirt and light and soil, is still not good. Yep. Exactly. So no litter mates. Get one, wait a little while, train the first one, and then let the first one help you raise the second one. Okay, the third thing we were going to talk about tonight came from my experiences. (laughs) And it's happened before, but it just really came in to knock me alongside the head with a two-by-four last night. My youngest dog, Bones, who's two and a half now, was just really acting funny last night. Not before class. Not after class, but during our drop-in continuing education class. And I thought for a minute he wasn't feeling well. So I took him outside of the training yard, took the leash off, let him run. No, he was feeling just fine. Put the leash on, brought him back into the class, and he was drooping. And finally, that two-by-four went, and I'm going, oh, my God, he's bored. Because we were doing a lot of basic exercises, sits and comes and stays and downs. He's done that for two and a half years, and he's gotten bored in that class before. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, last night, it just escaped me. So I I, I just don't want to do this. I don't want to do it anymore. So I started adding some tricks. I had him sit. Yes, good boy. And then spin and touch and shake and crawl. And all of a sudden, he came to life again. And I'm going... Yes, stupid, Liz. You're stupid. <laughs> stupid, stupid. He's trying to tell you we this all have before. Our yeah, well, you know, sometimes it just needs to be, you know. <laughs> two by four across the head. Two by four across the head again. Yeah, hello. Bones is very bright. He's never been thrilled with repetition. He doesn't need repetition. Once he learns something, he's got it, and he remembers it forever. So I have to keep in mind that he doesn't need that drilling. 
Right. Or if I'm going to do that as a demonstration for a class, in between I can make it fun and do something else and spice it up a little bit so that the lights come back on in his eyes and he goes, yes, Mom, I do want to work with you, rather than going, oh. <laughs> I don't know that Quill is as bright. He's, he's smart enough, but I think he's also got the terrier short attention span. Uh, yeah. So I particularly notice it when doing agility practice. So when we do the the first run, he's like, okay, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll do it two or three times again, and maybe I try for four or five so I can clean up something that I'm doing, and I lose him. He, he'll take the jump and then start sniffing the grass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've done it three times. If you don't have it right now, too bad. <laughs> it's yeah. your problem, Mom. Yeah, yeah, so I have to keep doing new patterns. Right, right. Even on something which, as exciting as agility, mm-hmm. he won't do it three, four, five times. Yeah. Three's about his limit. And then it's like, or he'll go to half speed. Bones he, just they got, have ways of letting us Bones know. just got droopy. He looked sad. Yeah. His tail was down, and Bones's tail is never down. And he was like, <laughs> okay, I'm here with you. I'm doing it for you, but I'm really, really, really <laughs> not happy about this. Right. And, I mean, he wasn't being defiant. He no. wasn't not doing it. It was just like... Oh, how many sorry. times do we have to sit? <laughs> I know what this is. And I could see plain as sunlight as soon as I started doing tricks. Tail came back up. Eyes got sparkly. He was happy again. So that's my problem as a trainer. I have to keep that in mind. I'm dealing with a very intelligent working dog who doesn't need that drilling. But for any dog, if you start noticing that the dog's performance is dropping off... Then some people want to double down. Yes. Oh, he's he's jet questioning my he's authority. Being bad. Yeah. Yeah. Spice it up. Yeah. Change it somehow. Yeah. 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 And see if you can get the enthusiasm back. Right. Mm-hmm. And I will say, as soon as I saw his eyes light up and his tail come back up, it was yeah, awesome. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bad mom. I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> All right, well, we need to take a break for our sponsors, so hold on. We've got a lot more to talk about when we get back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Active 4 Pets is a new wellness platform and app that helps pet parents save time and money on their vet bills. Stop paying for unnecessary vet treatments. Consult with a vet online. Get unlimited access to your pet's entire health history from any computer or smartphone with the Active 4 Pets app. Vaccinations, medications, test results, and more. Active 4 Pets gives you access to a team of expert vets for non-emergency care. Make an appointment before, during, or after office hours. Skip the waiting room and get a secure online vet consult on your schedule. Taking care of your pets is as easy as it gets with Active 4 Pets. Ready to try Active 4 Pets? Listeners get 40% off a one-year membership. To get this great offer, use promo code PETLIFE on the sign-up page of Active4Pets.com. That's A-C-T-I-V, the number 4, P-E-T-S, dot com. Or call 888-512-2848. 
It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. This is your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. So, moving on, we've talked a lot recently in in previous podcasts about having high expectations. We see so many dog owners who assume their dog can't do something. In fact, we were in an event recently where our dogs were off leash in a group at a booth talking about therapy dogs, and every other person that walked up said, oh, my dogs could never do that. Not just therapy dog work, but being off leash in a public place. So <laughs> sitting still. Was, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so important to have high expectations, but then our trainer brought up a comment. She says, "All right, how do we help people set realistic expectations that they can build towards higher expectations? How do you know what your dog can do?" Well, you know, the event was one example, but how many times in class at graduation the last week now they've had seven weeks to practice a simple sit and people come up and it's like oh i don't know if he can do this you have seven weeks we taught you i I think that's performance anxiety on the owner's Owner's part part. yeah but it's you know it's just little things like that though and i'm always like no expect it right your dog can do it exactly but it's still and yes but it's all the time 99 percent of the time the dog does sit and they look astonished yes yeah exactly No, you've taught them well. Glory in that. Yeah. Take your diploma. Frame it. (laughs) Put it in their baby book. (laughs) People underestimate their dogs or underestimate their own ability to teach. I don't know. don't know what it is. We always use our dogs as demos because I want people to have a visualization of what the dog can do. Mm -hmm. But I think some of them think these are special dogs because they're the dog trainer's dogs. And we point out when the dog makes a mistake. You know, right. last Saturday, my two messed up, and I laughed about it, and I explained what was going on. But there were still people going, oh, but still, my dog couldn't do that. And so our They dogs, won't if you keep saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's why we... How many times do we take them? We'll take, take the, the students' dogs, dogs demo with them in front of class, and like, look! To show the dog that he can do it and the owner that the dog can do it. It's a two-prong. And they're still shocked. Yes. They're like, wow, that's my dog. I have a paperweight and it has a quote on it. And I don't know who the quote is attributed to, but it says, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. So I think for our trainer's question, I think it's a matter of, for us as dog trainers, and I think the same goes to dog owners is have a vision of what you want to do right and perhaps build it a little higher than you might think 
have that vision, have that goal, and then take it a step at a time. And when you accomplish one step, if you're teaching your dog to do a downstay, have your dog downstay at your feet and set the timer for 30 seconds. And then after a few days, set it for a minute. And then in a few more days, have your dog do a downstay and go sit down at the dining room table and eat a slice of apple. You know, build it one step at a time, but have that vision. What do you want? Do you want your dog to do a downstay when after you've let your guests come over so that you can chat with your guests? Okay, take it a step at a time. And I think when you go back and praise them, kind of maybe do it for the both of you. We did it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we did it. Right. Oh, that's a good line. we got to use that because too many people come back and go, phew, you did it, good boy. Yeah. And there's not any celebrate. I like that. Celebrate for both of you. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to use that, Pete. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're welcome, Pete. Yep. I'm going to use that. Use that. Okay, moving on. Here's one that another one of our trainers brought up. Why do dogs eat grass? <laughs> And they always go for this part cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the old adage is that they eat grass when they have an upset stomach to make themselves throw up. Well, that can be partly true, but sometimes they throw up because they eat the grass. And it yeah. irritates the throat, irritates the stomach, especially one of our trainer's dogs who does graze like a cow. And as she said, he usually does it during the night and she steps on it when she gets up in the morning. He usually throws up during the night. Yes. He's not doing the grazing. Yes, yeah. he, throws, he eats the grass and then throws up during the night, and she finds it in her bare feet in the morning. I think sometimes they do it after a rain when the grass is growing and it's tender and it tastes good. Yeah, I think that's the most I know common. that's when mine It's like it's, it's fresh, fresh and green thick and green it's and a salad. yummy. Yeah. It's a salad. It's nice. My guys do it. However... Dogs don't digest cellulose well, and so sometimes they do throw it up, or it comes out the other end in exactly the same form. Right. The other end is usually better. <laughs> yeah. a, little more, a little more fiber is what they're needing. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes dogs do it when they're bored. Yeah, some can. Uh, I can remember as a wee little louse laying in the grass on a summer day and just... I didn't know she was Scottish. She surprises But, you know, being a kid, just rolling around on the grass and just going, hey, what is that? And just grabbing it and chewing on I it. I can remember when I was a kid, my dad and I both would lay out in the grass, looking at the clouds and chewing on grass or putting it between your thumbs and whistling. And, yeah, exactly. you know, And there was the exactly. sweet grass that was really uh-huh, sweet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to know the different flavors of the grass. As long as it wasn't where the dog had peed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe that was one of the flavors. <laughs> so, why do they eat grass? There's no one reason. You know, maybe he has an upset tummy. Maybe he's bored. Maybe he likes the smell of it. Maybe it tastes good. You know, who knows? But most veterinarians agree it's not going to hurt him. Mm-hmm. No, just as long as there's no fertilizer and pesticide on it. But it's not going to hurt him. All right, another one. Kate, out of puppy class. My puppy is biting. Is he going to grow out of it? <laughs> yes. yes, they magically all problems disappear once they become adults. Just like with kids, you notice that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter yeah, what's nah, going on. you don't have to yeah. do anything. They think we're out of it. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to teach right. kids or dogs. No. 
They all grow at it. Naturally, right. we will all go live in a field of daisies where we can chew on the grass. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and yeah. watch the clouds. <laughs> now, things like biting and nose training and stuff, they need to be taught. And it doesn't magically change as a dog gets older. And puppy biting, unfortunately, when it turns into dog biting, that's how dogs get put to sleep. Yeah. Yep. And how you get sued. Yeah. Can be nasty. So whatever technique you're using, use it and do teach your puppy. I tell my people and and my students in puppy class, the dogs, the puppies are allowed to chew on each other and learn how to chew and how hard to bite and all that. They are not allowed to chew on me. No. I am so fragile. I just, oh, the slightest little bite and I scream. So. uh, (laughs) And she's. She's not fragile. <laughs> oh, but, no. yes, yeah, she, she can't scream. <laughs> but it's not, I mean, and when we talk about biting, it's not just teeth to skin. It's, it's putting it's, the mouse on. It could be your shoe, the back of your pants. Many times, you know, probably grabs the back of my pants all the time. But it's still a bite. Right. It's still not allowed. Respect the space. Respect who I am. Yeah, and just don't do it. It's rude. I wouldn't want a kid to run around punching me and grabbing at me. Mm-mm. I don't want a puppy to do that. Or child biting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even worse. So, yeah. there, there, I can't think of anything that a puppy will just grow out of. No. Except their collar. Puppy, I was going to say, except their pu- collar. Puppies, re- <laughs> right. puppies re- repeat actions that are rewarding to them. If it works for them, if they get your attention when they bite, if you stop what you're doing to work with them, then they're going to keep on doing it. So, yeah. Or if you use your hands as toys and encourage your puppy to bite you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Finger fighting. No finger fighting. No alone. finger fighting. All right, to go along with the mouse, how about the one that we got from one of our listeners? My dog licks people a lot, and a lot was capitalized. So I guess licks a lot. (laughs) There wasn't a whole lot more detail. Well, we like licking more than biting. Yeah, it's better than biting. Step in the right direction. Yeah. Licking can can get in trouble. What was that movie a number of years ago? Love your pet, but don't love your pet. <laughs> I think it was a cat that was licking a guy's face until he broke out in a rash. Janine Garofalo. Yes, yes. And Irma, Uma Thurman. Irma Thurman. Yeah. It was, funny, the the movie. It, it, it was a funny movie. Dogs and Cats. The, the truth about, about dogs, dogs and, and cats. cats. Yeah, because she was a radio host. She was a behaviorist radio host i think it was oh yeah yeah i have that movie yeah yeah yes i do yeah yeah so yes licking is a much better attitude than biting but it can get annoying and it can be too much and a lot of people don't want to be licked i think with dogs that i've had Riker licked yeah yeah and i taught him to get a toy so when he's gonna greet people go get a toy and he'd get a toy and whoa, 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 whoa. and people would make a fuss over his toy and that rewarded him for having a toy it was an alternative action and got to the point that he grabbed a toy on his own you know if, if a dog does it and i mean dogs can have ocd behaviors 
Oh, sure. Like people, if it's that bad. I don't know what all caps means, but, you yeah. know, dogs can have psychoses, too. You might need to see a behaviorist. That's but, true. but if it's yeah. just a but habit. Not, yeah. I mean, did she even try anything yet right. to stop it? Yeah. We know, didn't have a lot of details. Yeah. That was about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rio will lick. He'd love just to lick me to death. Yeah. But then I tell him, okay, enough. Knock it off. Right. And then that's when he kind of steps back and grins. Then he just looks at you with his teeth. And wiggle at his butt. wiggle his butt. But, that's but I love you, Mom. <laughs> I know, I love you. Do some more kisses. Any behavior. My my terrier loves to get in someone's lap and then mash faces. Yes. Mash yes. cheekbones to cheekbones. And he knows when he gets in my lap that it's not loud. Right. And I growl at him. And if he continues to do it, I growl again. And if he continues to do it, he gets kicked off my lap. So he has learned to moderate. And as a therapy dog, I'm watching him. If somebody... If he does it to somebody and they love it and they do it back, fine. But if they look a little taken aback, then I tell him that's enough and he's just to sit quietly in their lap. So his behavior that he enjoys doing, he has learned to moderate. Mm-hmm. But that has to be taught like everything else. Exactly. Yeah. There is a theme here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're being very subtle with this theme, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> I'm a dog trainer. Okay. All right. Right. I guess that's enough for this podcast. We talked about a number of things. Six-week-old puppies, litter mates keeping obedience from getting boring, expectations, lots of stuff. But we will be recording one more podcast, Frequently Asked Questions, Episode 2. So tune in for that one also. Stay tuned. So that's it for this time. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.